You're listening to episode 20 of the Journey to Launch podcast, a real life conversation with my husband on all things money, plus information about the budget boot camp class. Welcome to the Journey to Launch podcast with your host, Jamila Souffrant. As a money expert who walks her talk, she helps brave journeyers like you get out of debt, save, invest, and build real wealth. Join her on the journey to launch to financial freedom in, in five, four, three, two, one. episode of the Journey to Launch podcast, episode 20. Wow, can't believe we're already at episode 20. And on today's episode, I thought I'd do a little something different. So I've been talking about having a very, very special guest on for a little bit now. And that was bringing on my husband, my husband, who is basically a partner, a silent partner (laughs) in Journey to Launch. And I thought it would be good to have him on because, you know, part of the reason, I mean, the reason we were able to save so much is because we came together and worked together to that goal. So when we saved $85,000 last year and our target goal for $93,000 this year, that was because we sat down and you'll hear from him if he agrees or not, but we came together and agreed upon this financial plan. And I thought it'd be good to have him on because I know I get a lot of questions about how to talk to your partner about finances, how I did bring him on board to this or how I started to talk to him about this. And so let's, why not we just hear it from him? Before we get into this and before he talks, just want to say thank you so much again for joining me. You guys have been so awesome with giving me feedback, leaving reviews. I really appreciate it. So again, if you need episode show notes for this, I probably will have some links. I'll, oh, I'll for sure have some links because I am making a little announcement at the end of this. Then you can go to journeytolaunch.com slash episode 20. Also, if you want to leave a review on iTunes, you know I love that. <laughs> I'm always looking for more reviews and feedback because that helps the podcast get more out there. So if you do listen in iTunes, please rate, review, and subscribe. And no matter where you're listening, just subscribe and tell a friend and spread the word about Journey to Launch. The announcement at the end I'm going to make is in regards to something really special that I'm having soon. And I'd like you to join if you feel like it'd be a good fit for you. You'll hear about that at, at the end. So now I'm going to introduce my husband. Husband, would you like to say hello? Hi. <laughs> How's everybody doing out there? Uh, Woody Soufrant, husband to Jamila Soufrant, and partner, silent partner in Journey to Launch. Yeah, so I thought, it, this is funny because I, I've been saying I was going to have you on the podcast for a while now, and... I don't know. Actually, just like before recording this, I was feeling a little nervous. I don't know why. I guess, you know, just talking about we talk about finances together and I talk about finances, obviously, to the world on the podcast and on my blog. But I guess having our conversation about finances now, you know, having it so everyone can hear just kind of feels a little like, oh, a little nerve wracking. But I thought it'd be good just because, you know, why not? And another reason I wanted to do this, so this is going to come out the day before Thanksgiving if you are listening in real time. 
and are in the U.S. if you celebrate Thanksgiving. So I didn't really want to have on like a guest I'd interview. I thought it'd be just cool since it's like Thanksgiving, thankful for being for being a family. It'd be cool to have you on. So I'm talking and I'm not letting you talk. Mm-hmm. So you already said. <laughs> usually happens. So you already said your name. Um, do you want to tell the audience anything else about yourself that they might not know? I'm a phys ed teacher at a high school in Brooklyn. I played college basketball. I played a little bit after. I've uh, been in sports throughout my whole life. They must know the story about us. We met in college. Well, actually, I don't talk about like us. Oh, okay. like I don't talk well, about our relationship. So no, okay, they, don't, okay. they don't really know that. But we met in college. So... We've been together for a long time, right? Yeah, very long time. <laughs> and uh, here we are. So I wanted to talk a little bit just about money, us and money, and you, like, in particular. And some of these answers I kind of know already, but some I don't. So let's just talk about, like, the beginning, about money itself. Like, how would you personally describe your relationship to money? I've never been, uh, like, crazy when it comes to money, like a big saver or a spender. I've always been in the middle, kind of, you know, like, um, before us and before Journey Launch, before we've, you know, we started budgeting and doing all those things, it's never really uh, been something that I thought about. It was like when I got my check, okay, money goes here, money goes there. It wasn't really a plan. You know, this was all before we got married and, you know, started doing our thing. But, um, yeah, my relationship is money with money is like, you know, it's... So you never really thought about it much? No, I never thought about it much. Right. Never thought about it much. And do you remember any money lessons being particularly taught to you growing up? Or what did you learn about money from your parents? Oh, definitely not. Uh, Never really talked about money. I don't think I had a job until I got to college. All I did was play sports. So, you know, all all the money I needed was to just get to games and uh, eat. When I was out going to games, I never spent money on flashy things like growing up in high school. never wanted the latest sneakers or anything like that. I just played sports, which was great because um, my parents didn't have to spend a lot. So that was another plus to it. So, But you're, um, I know your mom um, and your dad immigrated from Haiti. And similar to like my mom, you know, they came here as immigrants and worked really hard to provide for us. So do you feel that, I mean, part of it you just said, you didn't really have to spend a lot of money. You were really just into sports. That's all you cared about. But I know they worked pretty hard. They were able to buy their own home. Um, and like, but did you like get a sense of any, I don't know, like just like lessons just from watching your mom and dad work so hard or? Oh, definitely. Work ethic was a definite uh, example that I learned from um, watching my mom and dad get up every day early, go to work. And we started out in a a two-bedroom apartment, and then we moved to a house. Um, So that was a great accomplishment. But at the time, I didn't really realize how big that was until it was time for us to buy a home or when we were looking for a home. And, you know, things were different back then, but still, as two Haitian immigrants coming from um, not having much to buy a home and provide for their family, that was that was a great example. You know, we're trying to do the same now, so. Right. 
Okay, so let's fast forward a bit. Um, so we have your money kind of background a little bit and kind of how you were raised. And I, I think, I th- did we clarify, you really weren't sat down and you weren't taught like money lessons because I wasn't taught money lessons either. It was really just from watching and just probably my natural personality of not being a crazy spender. Seems like it kind of was the same way for you too. Yeah, I never, uh, <clears throat> like I said, never had a job. and My mom never really sat sat me down and talked to me about how to save. Um, I was not one of those kids that had chores to, to get, you know, and get an allowance around the house or anything like that. I was just pretty much focused on uh, sports. So um, the money aspect came later, you know, to when I started getting my own jobs and, you know, trying to fund my own uh, lifestyle. So and when you met when when you met me right? yeah that was that was funding the lifestyle when it was time to go out and pay for things um, because we know that you believe that you know I should be paying for things and not you but well just in the be- just when we were dating and you know right. just felt that that was the chivalrous thing you know mm-hmm. but <laughs> okay all right let's fast forward to kind of where we are now I mean you know we've been together for a long time and. I guess on that journey, we've, you know, we've accomplished things together financially. We've been through things financially together. But, like, let's take it back to a couple years ago when I came home. Or I forgot if I came home and told you or if I texted you and told you that I wanted to, like, retire early or (laughs) quit my job. So I know a lot of the listeners, you guys, you know, or if you're listening for the first time, my whole goal is to retire or become financially independent by the time I'm 40 years old. So we're both 34. So that's six years from now. And I came up with that idea because I was so fed up one day on my long commute home. I was pregnant with my first son, our first son. And I just couldn't imagine doing that for the rest of my life. And it, it was that was, I would say, the catalyst that would like really made me start thinking about what to do and how to like get out of the situation I was in. And then I started to listen after, you know, a few uh, months, I did start to listen to a bunch of podcasts and blogs and realized there were people retiring early and there was a thing called financial, being financially independent. And I just remember being so excited about it and like telling you. (laughs) So I have one idea of what, how that conversation went, but like, how did, do you remember like the day I told you that, like, how did, like, what were your first thoughts? Did you think I was crazy? Um, I didn't think you were crazy. I just thought you uh, believed I had a different type of job, or I, I was in a different profession. Um, what do you What do you mean by that? I mean, I'm a school teacher. You just, I didn't know what the plan was, so I immediately got nervous because, you know, I didn't think I could fund <laughs> everything that's going on, and we're having kids and things of that nature. It was just. It's it was scary and still is scary. You know, you you know you have to plan for these things, and we are planning for it. So, yeah, I was just I was I was a little shocked. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I mean I could definitely see that, and that's one of the reasons why I always say that like if you are coming, if you're listening, and you do you come to an epiphany about your finances, whether that's you you say to yourself, okay, I need to like get seriously out of debt, and you have a partner with you, or if say you also say, you know what. I need to quit my job or I need to retire and save aggressively. If you have a partner, like you might have that epiphany and it might be clear as day to you 
like that's what you want, but your partner has no idea. Like really they have to come either to their own epiphany or you have to bring them along. So let's talk a little bit about the conversations we had to get you on board because I do remember thinking that, yes, I could see how that's scary because I mean, I do bring home a lot of money, like almost a little bit more than half the take home income of the household. And so I feel like to lose that is a big deal. Um, or to at least not be reliant on it and to say that, well, now we're going to focus or live on your income, which is kind of the plan, which we'll talk about in a bit, is definitely, definitely scary. So one of the things that we did to get to the point is I remember having a couple of family meetings and budget meetings. <laughs> do you remember those? I do. I do. Um, you said you bring home more than me? Since when? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> No, no, I do remember. Um, <laughs> I remember the family meetings, budget meetings, and I was just like, why am I meeting with you? Um, you what are we going to talk about? Because I've never been through this before. I've never had a family meeting in my own, you know, growing up in my own household. So now it was just like, what, are we going to talk about money and how to sort it and where it goes? And that was a little scary because... You know, I didn't know what to think, so it was different. Right, and it's 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 key to, like, just say that we really were not having intentional money conversations before that point. Like, we were just, we are paying our bills, we were saving, but there was really no direction about what we were doing. So, yeah, so we started to have these, like, I remember on, it was fr- some Fridays. I, said, I was like, let's sit down on some Fridays. <laughs> like, it was, like, every Friday for, like, a month. Do you remember? Yeah, so you scared me. You came home with a big binder and <laughs> and you sent me some emails with all of these uh, money allotments to where things should go and how much. It was just very detailed and I'm not a detailed, it's just not me. So that was, it just threw me for a loop a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I could definitely see that. And one of my goals or what I thought I would was trying to do was I said to myself, okay, I had this epiphany or I had this I had this vision and I wanted you to come along with me on it. And but I didn't want it to just be me. And so one I remember one of my questions that I asked you was like how would you like if we what would you describe a good life today? Like how would you want to live today? And then what would a good life be in the future? And kind of like how can we merge the two? So I remember like we talking about that. And one of the major things that you had to do, which I was like kind of afraid of, I didn't know that you would ever really do it, was for us to aggressively save the way we did. Because one of the things I found out while listening to all these podcasts and reading all these blogs was that you as a teacher, as a New York City teacher, had access to a 457 plan in addition to your 403B plan. So for me, it was a no-brainer. I was going to max out my 401k. And... When I found out that you had two accounts, pre-tax accounts, you could access, I was like, oh my gosh, if I could just get him on board to max out both of those accounts, like we would be so on track. But I just knew, I figured it would be pretty hard because I think at the time you were probably contributing, I forgot if it was like three or 6% to just one account and that was it. So do you remember when I said to you, when I like showed you like the numbers and how much we needed to save? Uh, that like you would have to start contributing almost like half your check, how that felt. Yeah, so going from 3%, and then I've, I've spoken to people at, at, um, 
at school and they're like, oh, you know, you should up that a little bit. And I'm like, yeah, you know. Uh, Wait, yeah, this was before you were? You were yeah, before. Okay. You know, just getting advice from older teachers. Mm. They're saying, you know, you know, year by year you should maybe up your percentage, uh, really look into, you know, what you're putting into, into retirement. And then you come home and tell me that I should go from three to the max, which is almost half the check. And I'm like, I don't understand what you're talking about because um, I'm not, like, that was not the plan. In the long run, it didn't really affect me much because I don't spend much either way. So um, I didn't think it could hurt. It could only help the family. And after sitting down and talking about the plan, it all made sense. And um, what really sold me on everything was the fact that you were so uh, detailed and educated on the whole money issue because if you were telling me to do these things and you knew nothing i'll be afraid you'll be looking at me with the side eye i like, would really? i would <laughs> but i you know um in this aspect of it i feel like you lead and i kind of i've i've been here to you know be a partner and just listen to what you had to tell me about you know retirement and and what's going to be best for our family and in every relationship, we have roles, and I feel like this is your stronger point. So I, I, you know, of course I have questions and I have doubts and, you know, all those things. But, I, you know, I believe in you and believe in what you want to do. So, And it's only for the best of, you know, for us and our, our two kids and our one on the way. So do they know that? Yeah, I, okay. said, it. I said that on a couple um, episodes ago. But, you know, what? I, I wanted to say... You know, I appreciate I appreciate the fact that you do trust me and that we can have open conversations like this. So, yes, thank you. Now, let's talk a little bit about like the budgeting process, too, because that's another thing. Again, we didn't do much of before and now we are doing right. We had to start budgeting because once we started putting away like a like a half of our income, like combined almost two retirement accounts and two investment accounts and two all these things, we kind of had to reallocate like how we spent money. So do you remember like some of the things that kind of had to be cut back once we started on this journey? Well, I don't think we had to cut back on much. Oh, well, well, definitely going out eating. We used to go out and eat more, a lot more. We definitely cut back on that. But individually, we've never really spent a lot on clothes, you know, I'm not really um, into fashion like that. We don't really buy flashy things, not into, you know, any jewelry, anything like that. So it wasn't a matter of cutting back in that sense. But now when I do spend on anything, I always have <laughs> Journey to Launch <laughs> in the back of my mind. Or Jamila saying, do you really need that or do you want that? Or, you know, could we put be putting that towards something else? So I always have that in the back of my mind and it usually makes me want to walk out the store empty-handed, so <laughs> I think it's a good thing. Well, that's actually a good transition to this next question I had. So, have. So, do you feel like you have a like a say, like an equal say um like in our finances? Oh, definitely. I just feel like I'm not luckily, I'm not the type that wants to go crazy and spend, you know, anyway. I don't really feel like there's much for me out there to be spending on. Um, I might like a new car in a couple of years, but other than that, um, other than hanging out with the guys, um, going for a drink uh, here and there, I don't I don't spend much, and there's not much that I want. So, 
Um, I don't think it's a big, it, w- it wasn't a big transition for me. Uh, I get urges here and there. I might want something, but sometimes it goes away. And if it doesn't, you're always supportive in wanting to make me happy. Um, I don't go crazy. So I think it's a good balance. Right. I think compromise is key because that's definitely one of the things I realized like when we when we started making these changes is that I was like so happy that you came on board and you agreed to like trust me with this. And so some things like I know we can probably even do better with (laughs) like I don't even like stress about it because I'm just like, you know what, like what we've been doing so far has been so good. So I don't want to you know, it's no point to like pick at things. And it's about compromise. Like, we have to figure out, like, what common ground we can reach. So let's talk about the new car you just mentioned. Because I think that's actually pretty um, interesting. Mm -hmm. Because if we take it back to in our 20s, even in our early 30s before we, um, like, like when we just, just, like, started having kids. Like, we both had more luxury cars than we drive now. Mm -hmm. And so we spent more money on maintenance. We spent more money to buy them. You were leasing um, your cars at one point, I bought like a luxury car, right? Yeah. And I mean, it felt for our ego. Well, I'll talk for myself. It felt good at that time when I was, I think, I forgot, I think I was in my mid 20s when I bought that car. It felt really good to my ego to have that car. Like I felt good having it. And, you know, this was pre kids, pre before we bought a house together. And so, you know, I just didn't have a reason not to. And this is definitely before finding out about the whole financial independence movement. So now that I am more into the financial independence movement, um, I mean, before that, after we had our kids, we, we both down, not downgraded, but we got more ec- economic cars that made sense. And so for me, I don't have, like I used to have dreams of having a luxury car and I have no problem with anyone like who wants a luxury car. And, but for me, like I just, I guess because I have, for me, it's between a choice of leaving my job a couple years earlier or not having to work and becoming financially independent versus like having a nice car. Like I have, it's not like I have unlimited money. If I had unlimited money, I think I would, you know, maybe I'd get a a nice car. I don't know. But for now it's just like, so not on my radar, but a nice new car I think is on your radar. Let's talk about that. Like how do we, how do we bridge that and compromise on that? Because I definitely feel like it's something you want in the future. Yeah, and even even like a nice car. When I say it, I say it. But when I think about it, and these are this is one of those things when I say, I, you know, oh, it would be nice to have this. And I think about it for a little while, and it just goes away. It's like one of those urges. It's probably like I probably really don't want a new car. <laughs> I just sometimes um, when I'm at the light and uh, – Somebody's grandma pulls up in his car that I'm driving. It just <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do miss the car that I had. But it made no sense whatsoever what I was doing, mm. leasing a car, paying five hundred plus dollars for something that gave me nothing, you know, other than a look, and other than that meant nothing. So even when I say that now, it's kind of like I go back and say, do I really need a new car? Like this car works perfectly. It takes me from A to B. Um, it's it's pretty nice looking and gives me no issues. So, so do I really want a new car? I, you know, I just go back and forth for things like that sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I do think it's something that you, you could definitely, it's good. I think the real, realization that's good is that you, like, at least you know that, like, to, to 
to think about it a bit more. Like some people like want nice things and they just want it just because they want it and they don't think about it a bit more. But I will say this, if we could like at some point, like I would want, like if that, like I would want you to like have kind of what you'd want to. So just because like I don't want a new car doesn't mean like you can't get one. So I think that hopefully, um, you know, I don't, I can't see it's not in the it's not in the budget now <laughs> definitely not no but I think maybe um, I don't know we'll see I don't know we'll see how things turn out and how everything progresses but I definitely wouldn't like necessarily count it out I feel like you know we'll see how that goes but I thought it was interesting the fact that you kind of still think about that um, also as we get older or you know our kids grow things like that go out the window because there's so much that we need for them. Like these kids are starting to eat so much, and we're, you know, there's another one coming. It's, it's just crazy. Like thinking about trying to buy a new car is just not going to be in the, in the forefront of my mind. I'm going to be thinking about what they need. You know, they're growing, and we have to buy things every other day. Your priorities change definitely. When you have a growing family, it just changes. Now, another one of the things that I talk about, so on this whole financial freedom journey, I always say that I want to be able to be financially independent and retire by 40 years old. We're the same age, so that means six years from now. And again, when I say retire, it doesn't mean I don't want to work. Like my my whole point would be I'd want to work. I'd want to bring money into the family, but it'd be doing things that like I love and, you know, it will feed, I would say this, feed my soul. And... But part of that plan involves you still working because realistically, even if we stay on the same saving and investing goal for the next six years, we living in New York uh, would not be able to like survive just on our investments. Like we'd be pretty, we'd be okay if we probably moved somewhere else, which is a possibility. Um, And we probably could both not work. But the plan is actually that you continue working, right? After Mm. (laughs) I quote unquote, like retire. How do you feel about that? Like, do you want to work? Like, Tell the people what's going on. I do want to work, actually. Um, I do want to work. I don't feel like I can like go on without working. It's one of those things where I've been like active all of my life. I don't ever want to, like you say, retire, but you're still going to be working on your own stuff. Um, I work now, and I don't feel like I, I'm going to work. I feel like I'm doing something I love. I feel like I'm around sports all day. I have uh, jobs after school that put me around sports even more. So I don't think that I would ever get tired of doing what I do because I love it because I, I don't get up dreading going to work. So in that category, I think we're okay for now. <laughs> for now. And if I guess you did change your mind about that, we just have to readjust our yeah. our whole goals. But I also think that's interesting. I think I, that's why I love, like even though like I have the crazy commute, my commute is an hour and a half one way. You see me by the end of the day. Like, I am just over it. And you, your school is like 10, 15 minutes from our house, which is perfect. Um, So I'm like, I'm like excited that at least one of us <laughs> really, really like, you know, you you said it doesn't feel like going to work. You enjoy it. Like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm glad that that's the case and that it fits into the whole plan because it's not like I don't feel guilty now than if I, I am able to quote unquote retire or quit my job because I feel like it's not like I'm quote unquote making like you work like you have to like work no. I yeah you know no I don't I don't and if I did you would definitely you know I would voice that and um I just wouldn't be happy but 
I've been doing this for a little while, and I, I don't feel like you know I'm getting to the point where I can't do it anymore. I just like what I do, and I feel like that's the best part about it. It makes it easier to get up. It makes it easier to go to school. And I don't call it a job. I just, you know, just call it going to the school. So <laughs> it's not bad. Okay, so the next thing I kind of wanted to talk about a little bit was, so we talked about, like, you still working after 40, um, me not working. But I did bring up in a couple a couple episodes ago that, you know, ideally what I'd love is to do Journey to Launch full-time. And, you know, um, basically have that be my income if I could, you know, turn it into a successful business and then still work, but then still work on our goals. I know that creates another kind of level of, (laughs) for me too, of um, just uh, being, you know, uncertain about the future. Like, how do you feel about that? Like, how do you feel about Journey to Launch? Let's answer that first. Like, how do you feel about me starting this business and what I've been doing? Well, it's great. I just feel like we all should try to strive to do what we love to do. And I see the passion. I see that you love doing this. Um, you want to help people and, and you're good at it. You're educated in the field. And I'm going to push you towards whatever you want to do in life uh, if it makes you happy. Um, it can get scary at times thinking about it, you know, uh, having a house and three kids um, Income-wise, of course, that's you know that's always something that's in the back of your mind because I do wish I went to the NBA, but I didn't. <laughs> you know, at, but at the same time, it's all about uh, loving what you do, and I see that you love what you do. So we're gonna make it work no matter what. Um, and Journey to Launch will be a success, and it is already. So you know, Aww. we're just speaking into existence. And thanks, honey. <laughs> So, I mean, but be honest, though, Journey to Launch right now, it takes, like, a lot of my time. So, like, before Journey to Launch, like, I would come home from my long commute. We, you know, we will take care of the kids and then they'll go to bed and then we'd have more time together. And then, you know, since doing Journey to Launch, like, after the kids go to bed, you know, I'm here sitting, trying to get episodes done, trying to come up with content, emailing up till about, like, 12, 1 o'clock most days in the morning. Mm-hmm. And so it does, it. Ex- I feel like it takes a little bit of time away from us. It does. And I think it's about prioritizing and um, we're working on it. Everything is a work in progress and you're working on it and you're working on your baby, you know, something you've, uh, you're, you're growing right now. So, uh, you know, I'm going to be supportive and... <laughs> Of course, you know, I want to spend time with my wife, but you're working very hard and and I appreciate that. So, you know, I'll support you in whatever way you need me to. And, you know, you just said the whole working and I'm growing a baby like that kind of hit me really hard just now, like in a good way, because it's like definitely like I'm literally growing a baby, like literally (laughs) in my belly right now. (laughs) And I am growing my baby, my other baby journey to launch. And it's really happening at the same exact time like in terms of the momentum for both and it's funny I mean I have some goals for next year that I'll hopefully I can share more with you guys but you know we'll see but it's all about like what happens like when when this the the birth of this baby like I hope it's the birth of (laughs) another you know another level of journey to launch too definitely um we'll be celebrating celebrating (laughs) a lot all right so all right, we talked about journey to launch and how you feel and just how much time it takes. 
Another thing I just wanted to mention was we talked about, so, so we just talked about the baby, us having a third baby. That's going to change kind of, that's going to change things. Like the more kids you have, they're more costly, except for, I think we actually do a pretty good job probably compared to our peers on spending money on them. I think still we are reasonable, like with what we spend, we don't go out and buy a lot of clothes. Um, and it's more about experiences and the one thing I'd say, I don't know if you agree, I think you would, is that, the, you know, our son, our oldest son is going to Catholic school now. And if we like it, we're, we're going to have to put all our kids in there. So that's a, that's another expense I did not expect when I was like, when I did my whole plan, because obviously it's not expected. So how do you feel like that our third child, like it's going to change our finances? Well, having two boys, we've uh, passed down a lot of things. We haven't had to spend a lot for uh, Luke because he's taking a lot of Zach's things. Luke so is, Luke is the baby. Luke is the baby, one year old. So um, who knows if this is a girl or not? She just might be wearing a lot of boy clothes <laughs> <laughs> for a while. But um, then again, if you know, boy or girl, it, it's gonna change uh, what happens a little bit because girl will have to spend some money. Boy, they'll just be getting hand me downs. Sorry, and. Um, it's definitely gonna change the dynamic. You know, you're feeding three miles now, and it's just gonna be it's gonna be different. But we're ready for the challenge, I, I believe. <laughs> well, yeah, we're gonna have to be ready. So, yeah, I don't know. Is there anything else? I think we covered a lot just now in this conversation. You know, um, is there anything else you want to add uh, and or tell the listeners about yourself or our journey? I think we covered most things i just like to say uh support journey to launch she's doing her thing um she's very passionate she works very hard and oh wait wait i did have something i, I had this question i wanted to ask about journey to launch specifically okay. so okay we're pretty private people right mm-hmm. for the most part and now i started journey to launch and i've been talking about money and our finances and how much we saved and now i got this little segment on this local news channel called you know, on news 12 so our business is a little bit out there. <laughs> mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? Being And you're definitely a private person. How do you feel about that? Um, yeah, I'm a very private person. I, I'm cool with it. You know, a little bit of uh, TV time doesn't hurt. Got my picture on the screen a little bit. But uh, a couple people came up to me and asked me if I was a millionaire. At your school? At my school. And that was interesting. Um but no, it's it's cool. It's um it's great for the family. It's great for your business, getting you out there. Uh, and you know, I, I'm just here to support. So I have no issues with being on front page. <laughs> <laughs> because you know, it might happen a little bit more now, and more things might come of this. So we'll see, right? Well, that'll be great. You know, the more the better, and, and that's what we're striving for, right? So I'm okay as long as I have a haircut. <laughs> I'm good if you put me on the screen or, you know, anywhere else. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I think that covers our conversation with my very, very special guest, husband and biggest supporter, as you guys can hear, Woody Souffrant. So I just want to thank you so much for being so supportive and coming on and being open and talking to everyone. Uh, Thank you. And I'll be back. I don't know what episode, but um, (laughs) the more views, the better, because that'll mean that you guys like this. So. So, yeah, he's saying listen and download and tell a friend to tell a friend, too. All right. Thank you. Later. 
So I really hope you enjoyed that episode. It was a nice little personal conversation with my husband, Woody. He's such a great sport for coming on and sharing his point of view. And I hope that it helped you in some way, whether that is just maybe just a more of a peek into my life. If you want to get to know me, Jamila, a bit better, or if maybe you can use some of the conversations or back and forth we had to frame your own conversations with your partner or spouse when it comes to finances. And I also wanted just to talk a little bit about what's upcoming for Journey to Launch. So lately, so last week, I started to have a couple calls. So I put a call to action in my private Facebook group. So if you want to join, it's journeytolaunch.com slash community. And I put a call in my private Facebook group because I realized that I needed to talk to more of my journeyers. So I needed to understand where you guys were with your finances, how you felt about them and what you were struggling with, because I feel like it's my obligation to come out with content that is relevant to you that is going to help you. And so I put out a call to action. I asked a few journeyers if they'd be willing to hop on the phone with me and just have a conversation, have a conversation about what they were struggling with, what I could do to help, what products and services I could eventually create, what podcast episodes I could come out with that would help you guys. And what I found out is that, I mean, I kind of knew this already, but it just reiterated the fact that I definitely have a different mix or a wide range of listeners that are at different levels of their financial journey. So what do I mean by that? I have broken out what I call my journeyers into beginner, intermediate, and advanced journeyers. And if you actually want to find out where you land on the journeyer scale, you can go to journeytolaunch.com slash quiz. And with that quiz, it kind of takes you through some steps, asks you some basic questions, and it will spit out what kind of journeyer you are. And so on these calls, uh, I, I, I found that I have a wide range of journeyers. And I call my beginner journeyers, the journeyers who are really just starting their financial journey, their eyes have just been opened, maybe they are in a lot of debt, and they're really just trying to get to a point where they can feel good and confident about their finances. And then I have intermediate and advanced journeyers who are a little further ahead on the journey, intermediate, you're in the middle, you know, there are some things you can change. But for the most part, you are like in the thick of the journey, you understand what you need to do. And it's really just like, staying the course. For advanced journeyers, you know, a lot of you guys who are advanced, you guys have no debt other than the mortgage or you have a clear plan on what you need to do. You're mostly focused on trying to grow income and reach financial independence. But wherever you fall on the journeyer scale, you know, it's it's important to not only understand that, but then for me to recognize like how I can help you guys. And one of the things that I saw or I, I heard, I had about maybe what was it? Maybe like I had 11 calls last week, one-on-one for about 30 minutes each with journeyers asking them what they were struggling with, what they were doing. A lot of my beginner journeyers that I spoke with really needed more clarity around your immediate financial goals. They needed to improve their mindset, but most importantly, they had no idea how to really budget. So that was one of the things I heard from my beginner journeyers is that budgeting was hard or they didn't realize or recognize what they needed to do to really get ahead of their finances. And budgeting is very key to getting your finances in order. 
And it's something that I talk about a lot. But once I heard that as a common theme, I said to myself, you know what, instead of waiting to come out with something next year, you know, I want to put together something like now that could help my beginner journeyers. Or even if you're a little more advanced, intermediate, and you want to understand budgeting a bit more, you want to create a solid budget that works for you, I figured I would actually come out with a budget boot camp. So this boot camp is designed to help you dominate your budget. It's created to help you understand, create, and maintain a budget once and for all if you've been struggling with that. And it's going to be a live boot camp class. So it's going to be online. And if you're listening to this in real time, meaning this comes out the day before Thanksgiving on Wednesday, the 22nd. And so if you're listening to this in real time, the boot camp class will be on December 6th at 830 Eastern time. But you can get a seat at this boot camp class and watch the replay whenever you want. So even if you don't come to the live class, you'll be able to watch the replays. And included in that class, I'm gonna have workbooks and worksheets to help you figure out step-by-step what you need to do. And so there's gonna be some work. I really want this class to be beneficial to you. If you're gonna take it, you're gonna walk away being confident in your finances. And so with that, if you are interested in learning more about the budget bootcamp, I have open registration. So if you go to journeytolaunch.com slash budget bootcamp, You'll be able to see all the details and sign up and grab your seat. Registration will close on November 27th, 11 p.m. Eastern time. So I want to keep this class size manageable. I want to, you know, do a first run of this. And so I really didn't want it to be a huge group. So I am limiting when you can register. So if you're really interested, you should grab your seat right now. November 27th is the last day to sign up. You can go to Journey to Launch dot com slash budget boot camp and just if you need maybe just a little more push or understanding on why a budget is so important and maybe the three budget killer things you're doing to your budget you can watch my little video i created by going to journey to launch dot com slash budget killer so if you go to that you'll be able to see a short video of what the budget killers are why maybe you haven't been able to stick to a budget and you know go from there so i hope you can join me at this class if you think it will be beneficial to you listen just to go back on the budget again i wanted to make sure i pointed this out if you heard in my conversation with my husband it wasn't until we created a budget together and stuck to it that we really saw these amazing changes to our finances. I mean, I always talk about this. I always say, you know, we weren't even saving half of what we saved last year. And so saving that $85,000 and being able to put a lot of money towards our investment accounts and retirement accounts and living still, being able to still comfortably live and still enjoy life, that was because of a budget. It's super important. So again, yes, I know I'm like beating it down, but it's because it's one of the foundational steps you should understand about your finances. And I wanna help you do that. So thanks for listening. I hope if you're listening to this in real time or around Thanksgiving, if you're in the US, you are going to enjoy your holiday and spend it with the ones you love. And you know what? I'm thankful for you guys. So when, you know, we think about kind of what we're thankful for every day, but in particular for Thanksgiving, what I'm thankful for is I'm thankful for this community 
of listeners and journeyers and people who have really been supporting me while I support you. It's been an amazing, amazing journey so far. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. If you want the show notes, go to journeytolaunch.com slash episode 20. So if you remember nothing else, just go to journeytolaunch.com slash episode 20. I'll have all the links that I just mentioned in there and you can click away if you'd like. All right. So I will speak to you guys next week. (laughs) 